Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Oh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel Hecke. Welcome to October. Welcome to the month of October. Um, actually, it was October last week, too. I'm not going to start all over again anyways. Um, but I hope you guys have had a great week. I have had an interesting week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it started off, and, and I was in a funk. I was in a funk. Uh, I was not feeling like myself at all, um, but by the grace of God, for reasons that we're going to get to today, man, God is just so good, and his love is so great, um, and if you are listening to this right now, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in your life. There's probably no way I can even fix what was going on if I knew what was going on, but I hope that after this episode, you truly find comfort and joy in the love of God. The love of God is so amazing. It is so good. Um, and oftentimes when you say something a million times, it becomes a tagline and it starts to get separated from its true essence and potency. And I think that sometimes we might have that effect, or at least I'll speak for myself, I, that I've had that effect on me when people say Jesus loves you, God loves you. And they say it so much that it's like, OK, you know, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But I think every now and then we truly need to be reminded of the potency of the severity of the of the strength of the realness of God's love. It's not just a tagline. It is not just, um, it's not just something nice to say to some people, you know, some people they even try to, you know, say it snarky to other people who are non-believers. Jesus loves you. It's none of that. It's a fact. It's truth. And it is the truth. That is the true and purest motivation of life. Before we get into that, as you can see, you know, I have a lot to talk about today, but before we get into that, um, I will say this, um, we are going to do something new before this year ends. And what we're going to do is in November, so next month, we are dedicating November to serving and speaking to the men in our community. Um, you know, it is an interesting time to be a man in this world. Um, and that's not to take anything away from how hard it is to be a woman, but we'll have our women's month by God's grace. But in, in November, we, we want to have a month for the men. Um, and really what we want to do is honestly establish God's standard of manhood, um, because it's a lot of different definitions that go around a lot of different standards that go around. And I mean, when we look at the world today, apparently those standards and, and, and those visions, those ideas have not been centered around Christ. And for that reason, it's caused a lot of people pain and heartache and tragedy, um, including us. And we want to we want to re-envision that we, we want to re-envision manhood. We want to redefine manhood in this month. So we're going to gear, be gearing all of our content channels, our blog, our, our posts. We have an event that we're planning as well, virtual event that we're planning as well. The podcast episodes, all of it is going to be geared towards speaking to the men in our community, speaking to men that want to be men of God. So we're going to have more information coming on that, but be ready. Um, I'm very excited. We've never done anything like this before. Shout out Philip. It was Philip's idea. Philip is uh, one of the writers on our team. Um, 
and it's about time it's past due so we're going to be doing that in november and we honestly genuinely just love your support just you know of course, engaging in, in the things that we have. If you're, you know, a woman that's watching this, maybe you know of a young man in your life or any man in your life that might benefit from the things that we're going to be talking about. And I'll give that information soon. Um, share things, engage with things. Um, and I'm very excited for that month. So we'll have more information coming. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. And also, of course, shout out and thank you to all the people who came out to Bible study last week. It was amazing. I'm telling you, these Bible studies, we are growing more and more. We are speaking more and more, engaging more and more, and I'm loving it. And there is so much wisdom that is shared in these spaces. And if you are missing out, please, 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 let's let, let, let's get you into Bible study. All right. Let, let's make sure that you sign up in the link in the description. All right. And the next Bible study we have is going to be the top of November. All right. So. Let's make sure that we get that all squared away. But we're going to get to this episode because this episode is something that has, man, it's very recent. It's very recent that I have truly received this epiphany, revelation, whatever it is. I mean, it's not anything new. It's not anything innovative, but it is something that we all need to be reminded of. And that's God's love. When I when I started out this week, and if, if I'm honest with you, it's been for the past few weeks you guys know, if, if you know me personally, you know that I always have a smile on my face. You know that I'm always happy and optimistic about life. And for the most part, you know, that's 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 just me. Right. Um, or I would say that that's just, you know, the joy of the Lord that he's given me. But when I tell you the past few weeks, man, I have just not been feeling like myself. I've been feeling like myself enough to like live and, and do my thing. But to to some extent, man, like. I was just so stoic, like I wasn't excited about anything, like nothing really made me happy. Um, I was just very dissatisfied. I was very sluggish and 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 unmotivated, I guess is is really what it was. I was very unmotivated and it's so weird because when I tell you so many good things have been happening in my life, man, I have another testimony. I got a job, by the way. Shout out to God for providing that. I've been praying for this job since the beginning of the year, maybe even before that. And I finally got the job. I signed the offer letter on Friday. Glory be to God. So a lot of things have been going well in my life, I tell you. And I've been knowing about like, you know, the jobs coming like for, for weeks now. But when I tell you there was like something that it's like nothing was impressing me, nothing was satisfying me. And this is not something that I can say I'm familiar feeling this way at all. Like at all. Um, so I was just feeling very low. And it wasn't until around it wasn't until Wednesday that my homie shout out Darius. He had posted a video and I don't even think he really understands how it's funny how like sometimes for us, it's just posting a video on YouTube or posting a video on social media. But we don't actually know the intention that God has for that video. And I literally prayed on Wednesday. I said, God. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not myself and I'm not okay. And I need you to make a move. I get to church because we have Bible study. And I'm, you know, before church starts, I'm on Instagram. And the first video I see pop on Instagram is Darius's video. And what he said was that Jesus loves you deeply and intentionally. Those two words, deeply and intentionally. And that he loves you. He's loved you since the very beginning. He's loved you before the beginning and when i tell you like something so simple as that 
was what God used to pull me out of how I'd been feeling for some time now. And honestly, man, like it was, it's like everything that was causing me to be so dull and unmotivated about life. That's not something I'm a very ambitious person. I'm a very motivated, driven person, but I was not myself. All of that, all of that lack of motivation, the sluggishness, all of that, it just alleviated because I was reminded of God's love for me. I was reminded that God loved me deeply and intentionally. God's love filled me up. And, and it's hard to explain unless you've actually experienced it for yourself. But that love just filled me up in a way that's just, man, you know, and, and what's what's interesting is that, you know, the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about spiritual gifts. And I said, OK, part one, part two, we talked about pride. We talked about envy. We talked about collaboration. But I'm making this up right now. Right now, we're going to this is part three. Part three is love, because if your spiritual gifts, you can have the best spiritual gifts. But if you don't got love, it don't matter if you don't know the love of God. If you're not experiencing the love of God, if you're not showing the love of God to somebody else, it really doesn't matter, fam. But we've been talking about spiritual gifts. We've been talking about how God has given us all these gifts. God has caused us, you know, he wants us. It's not for our personal satisfaction. It's for us to serve other people. Ultimately, when we are all using our spiritual gifts, it's supposed to grow us as a church to be more and more like Christ, grow us to be more and more perfect. Right. That's what we've been learning. And I'll tell you, it's an honor to be used by God. It's an honor to carry the purpose of glorifying God. It's an honor to be his image bearer. But it's also very important for us to understand that that is not the reason why God loves you. God doesn't love you just because he wants to use you. God doesn't love you because he just sees you as some type of tool to use for his glory or some type of tool to do whatever he wants. You are not a tool. You are his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. When we talk about spiritual gifts, it's important because we ought to work. We ought to use our spiritual gifts in order to help other people. We ought to serve in the church. We ought to serve other people. But I'm telling you is that that's not why God loves you. Like he didn't he didn't wait for you to start doing all these different things so then he can love you. His love is not conditioned upon you doing all of these things. God does not love you because he can use you. He uses you as a vessel for goodness and a vessel for his glory because he loves you. He doesn't love you because you serve at your church. Like that's not the reason. He doesn't love you because you do everything that he tells you to do. You don't do everything that he tells you to do. Remember? <laughs> God's love for you has existed before that. It existed before that. So we can't view God's love as contingent upon these things because it existed for us before we were doing these things, before we were working, before we answered the call to come to Jesus Christ. 
I want to talk about God's love. That isn't based on your merit. That isn't based on your works. That isn't based on your righteousness. He genuinely loves you. Even if you think you don't have value, even if you think you don't bring anything to the table, even if everyone looks at you and they don't see you as important, there is someone that exists that loves you deeply and intentionally. He's intentional with it. And it's not something you've earned. It is something you have. Understanding that is true freedom in this life. Understanding that is true joy in this life. Romans 5, 8. Look, man, I know, I know, I know. I have read this verse a million times on this podcast. Well, here is a million and one because this verse just continues to just bombard me and overwhelm me at the fact that That God genuinely loves me and loves you. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. First part of that verse says God demonstrates his love for us. Let me tell you, my God is about that action. He ain't with all that talking. His love is about action. It's not that he just said, I love you. He's demonstrated his love for us. Christ is not just a symbol of atonement. Absolutely, he's a symbol of God's love. Not only a symbol of God's love, but a symbol of God's, the greatness of God's love. Because this love preceded our obedience. It preceded our devotion to him you know how much you gotta love somebody for them to go against you and your word and what you stand for consistently throughout their existence and still make the decision to make the biggest sacrifice anyone could ever make for them to humble yourself to the point where you are being battered and bruised and spit on and disrespected by this person. If it's anybody else, man, we're saying, well, why are you still loving this person? This person obviously doesn't care about you, but God has demonstrated his love to us. That while we were still sinners, you were still doing what you was doing. God didn't start to exist when you became saved. He was watching you. Do all the sins that you have done in your entire life. He was watching you. It's not like he wasn't watching you. It's not like his hand wasn't over you. Sustaining your life. Hmm. It's like. I seen this video. It was like a TikTok. And it was this guy talking about how like. He had um. His girl had cheated on him. And the way he found out was that somebody sent him a video of her having cheated on him. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, that is heartbreaking, traumatic. But like, 
God don't just got video of you cheating on him. Like God got like God was in a room <laughs> watching us turn our backs on him every time we sin against him, man. But he still loves you. While we were still sinners, God demonstrates his love to us in sending Christ to die for us. I needed this reminder this week. I needed it. I needed I needed to be reminded of God's love this past week. I needed to be reminded that God loves me. And it's not because unassociated. It's not because I serve in my church. It's not because I work hard or, or that my focus. It's not because I obey my parents. It's not because, you know, I do pray and have my devotion every day. And it's not because um, I have this podcast. It got really dark in here right now. I don't know why. God loves Emmanuel. It's not because of the things I'm doing that he loves me. This is not about me earning something. This is not about me waiting for him to give me some type of approval of me. God is not just my Lord. He's my friend. God is not just big man in the sky. First of all, he's not a man, but, you know, that's the expression. Big man in the sky. He's my friend who genuinely, like, this relationship is established not because he wants to use me for things. This relationship is established period, because of his love for me. And then he wants to use me for things. And then he wants to, uh, wants me to bear his image and, and he wants me to, to, to spread goodness and serve and, and love. And that right there, man, knowing that God loves me deeply and intentionally is everything. God loves us despite what we bring to the table. He just loves us. That is the most satisfying and motivating realization that I have ever had in my life. Because we live in a world where we're told that our worth is tied to the value that we bring, the success that we create, the wealth that we accumulate, the attention that we collect. But God has told us that he is loved and he has valued us before and beyond all of that. That, my friend, is why I truly love God, because he loved me first. He loved me first. I love him because he loved me first. And he has loved all of you first as well. I don't just love God because of who he is for me. I love God because of who he is to you. When I hear your testimonies, when I hear your story about how God 
has delivered you and how he's demonstrated his love for you, man, it makes me love him even more. You ever have one of your loved ones do something so nice to another person that it's just like, man, I love this person. That's how I feel about God. Not just because he shows me love, but because he shows everybody love, man. He's demonstrated his love by sending his son to die for the whole world before we gave our lives to him while we were still sinners. Let me tell you something, man. God's love, I see it as the purest motivation to live. Man, while I was in that slump, man, it was just nothing it was it it was really a part of it was like realizing that i don't think there's anything on this planet that can actually satisfy me women women are sinners bro no disrespect men are sinners too but it's just like how can i expect a sinner to satisfy me money you will never have enough money ever ever you will never like there's always more to be made Promotion? I mean, what's a promotion without the money? <laughs> like, what can satisfy you on this planet? Like, legit, I I don't know. I don't I don't have the I don't have the idea of what can satisfy me on this planet. But God's love, bro. God's love satisfies me. God's love gives me motivation to live i and i'm still trying to come like understand why <laughs> but i'm happy to be alive i'm happy to work i'm happy to handle like i'm, I'm happy it's made life easier knowing that there is someone that the most valuable someone by the way that truly loves me and values me without me having to before I could reciprocate man the motivation to live the motivation to use our spiritual gifts to serve others to love others it all comes from God that's love, honestly. Love makes you want to do things. It makes you comfortable despite being uncomfortable, interestingly enough. Love heals. Love reconciles. Love protects. Life can be hard. Things can be hard. But something about love just makes it all easier. <laughs> Everything, our relationship with God is should be founded on love. Not duty. Not fear. Not, I don't want to go to hell. It's supposed to be founded on love, man. And that's the motivation. Love is the motivation. Love is the motivation. Love is the motivation. I want to serve God because I love him. Love is the motivation. God is love. And maturing is realizing that that is what it's all about. Our existence, our purpose, our paths, our spiritual gifts, the church, the existence of the church, the, the gospel, salvation, all of it revolves around the love of God.
And since we're on the topic of spiritual gifts, we got to continue, man, because first Corinthians 12 was reread over the past couple of weeks. It's talking about spiritual gifts, but we can't stop there. We got to go to first Corinthians 13 and I'm going to read this It's 13 verses, but it's all very important. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse one to 13 says, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love, I am noisy. I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. And if I have prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I receive no benefit. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious. Love does not brag. Love is not puffed up. Love is not rude. It is not self-serving. It is not easily angered or resentful it is not glad about injustice but rejoices in truth it bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never ends but if there are prophecies they will they will be set aside if there are tongues they will cease if there is knowledge it will be set aside for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when what is perfect comes, the, the partial will be set aside. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I came, when I came, um, when I became an adult, I set aside childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror directly. But when we when we will see face to face. Now I know in parts, but then I will know fully just as I have been fully known. And now these three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love. That's what it's all about. That's what church is about. That's what spiritual gifts is about. That's what it's all about. Our relationships. That's what it's all about. That's what we are here about. Love. Love. And I don't say that because, you know, the world likes to corrupt that and they want love, but they don't want truth. There is no love without truth. Those are implications. Even in um, Ephesians chapter four talks about how we speak love and truth. Um, or I'm sorry, we speak truth and love. <laughs> um, love, bro. You can have all of the gifts. You know, that's that's another thing when it comes to efficiency. We talked about that last week when you're talking about, oh, I just want this to be the best thing ever. If it's getting in the way of love, then it's got to go. We are in constant danger of losing sight. Of what life and service to God is all about. It's about love. We serve God because of love. We live each day because of love. We serve others and the church because of love. God has demonstrated his love to us, and he wants us to demonstrate our love to others. They asked Jesus, what are the greatest commandments or what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus gave him the answer in Matthew chapter 22. Excuse me. Matthew chapter 22, verse 38 to 40. God, Jesus gave him the answer. And he said, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor. If there are 
two commands that God has given human beings that he wants us to cherish and understand and obey. What is the common denominator there? It is love. I don't mess up the order now, too. I don't want to conflate the two. Love God. Love your neighbor. My friend, that's the basics. But we'd be forgetting the basics when we try to get too complex. Love. That's the motivation. Love. That's the purpose. That's love. Are you looking for purpose in your life? Are things so dull? Are you bored with life? Jesus loves you deeply and intentionally. He doesn't need you to get a really good job. He doesn't need you to get married. He doesn't need you to have children. He doesn't need you to graduate. He doesn't need you to serve at your church. He doesn't need you to be a pastor before he loves you. He loves you now. He loves you now. And he, he's been loving you. And I just pray that even as I'm saying these words, that the Holy Spirit empower them and move through this mic into your ears and that you absolutely have real understanding. Jesus loves you deeply and intentionally. This is not a business relationship. This is a genuine love relationship. Jesus loves you. He loves you. He loves me. Ah, he loves us. Thank God. Thank God. I don't deserve it. I don't. I don't even know, man. I'd be scared some videos is finna pop up what I was doing in college, what I was was talking, even how I was talking. Actually, I'm not scared. I don't know why I said that. I'm not scared. It's, 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 it's a part of the story. That's what God redeemed me from. That's what God saved me from because of his love. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. God is good. God is good. Oh, man. That's what ministry is about, too. It's about love. It's about love. Oh, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why do you work this hard? Why do you do Love. It's love, man. (sighs) Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being our source of life and joy and happiness. Thank you for your demonstration of love, not just saying it, but demonstrating it. I believe you. And Father, we know there are things that happen in our lives. It makes us even question if you truly love us. But your word says that your grace is sufficient. And your word says that you love us. And I believe you. I don't know who doesn't believe you, but I believe you, oh God. That doesn't mean that I know the reason why you've allowed everything to happen in my life. But I hold on to that. 
you love me deeply and intentionally. And I pray that all those that have heard this message, they hold on to that, that you love them deeply and intentionally, oh God. Build your home in us to know you. Not know about you, but know you and your character and who you are. I have fallen in love with you, oh God, but that wasn't that wasn't before you fell in love with me. You love me, you love us, and I thank you for that. Thank you for loving us first. And help us, Lord, to love others. Help us to serve and to live this life with that motivation of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> um, God is good. And he loves you. Give me, give me that for the rest of the week. Just repeat that. Memorize that. Remember that. Meditate on God's love. You know, Kendra got her challenges at the end of her episodes. That's my challenge. That's the church boy challenge. <laughs> Every day you wake up and before you go to bed, remember God's love. If you got to read Romans 5, 8 every day, then read Romans 5, 8 every day. Yeah, that's it. That's the church boy challenge. Love you guys. Hope you guys had an amazing week. See you guys next week. Peace.